This is Josie Cotton, and you're listening to the Rock Solid Podcast. Make me a deal and make it good for me. I won't get full of myself, so I can't afford to be. This is small town music, this is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me today in the Zoom room, you know her best from the song Johnny Are You Queer? She's an amazing singer, she's an amazing songwriter, and finally, her music is going to be available to the public once again. Please welcome Josie Cotton. Good morning, Josie. Hey, Pat. How are you? Uh, well, you first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm good. Are, I just want, are you in Los Angeles? Because that's where I am. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm in Los Angeles. Excellent. Yeah. And, and how, are you, how are you doing with the lockdown? Well, I go in and out of sanity. Uh, right. <laughs> several times a day. I'm, I think I'm sane and then I'm not. And, and uh, you know, I'm breathing. I think that's a very good sign. Right. Um, all in all. The bar has become really low. <laughs> are you alone? Are you uh, are you are you isolating with someone? I'm. Uh, if you think of uh, pets as someone's, I, sure. I have uh, I have three cats and a dog, and uh, that's my my little family. And I I do have really close friends who are my you know my chosen family. So right. that's about it. Yeah. All right. Solo mio. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, look, as long as you have, as long as you have, uh, you know, that support system and you still got to take care of those pets, they're depending on you. So, uh, so that's good. If you didn't have them, it might get a little dicey, but I'm glad the, I'm glad you have those, uh, cause they're, they don't know what's going on. They, they really don't have any idea. They have no clue. (laughs) Much like me. (laughs) We we share that. (laughs) So Josie, uh, I wanted to talk to you because um, finally your music is becoming available again. For a long time, it was hard to get Josie Cotton CDs and, and downloads and all this good stuff. So what? why is it finally happening? Well, uh, what happened was I, I kept putting out uh, records and uh, um, putting them out myself so uh, they would end up in... Um, odd corners of the world, and uh, when when I realized uh, from a publishing company that they they were uh, uh, going to you know there strange people were involved in it, and people I didn't know were getting paid, and I and I wasn't, and it was um, it was a time to um, uh, put everything onto one. Um, label and take it all off the internet uh, slowly. Um, we've been doing that, my label, Kitten Robot, and um, all this one amazing team I have. And so slowly, um, you have to take it out bef- uh, so that you can just start fresh right. and reboot it all. So uh, we've been doing that, and um, it's been really fun. You know, it's I mean, it's what a great thing to ha- be able to do during this pandemic because a lot of people never heard these records. Right. And, um, and so people, um, you know, on social media who were fans from, you know, 
thousands of years ago, um, kind of reintroducing uh, them to the, the things I was doing um, when no one could find me. Exactly, and, exactly. And that's that's the good thing is during this pandemic, you had the time to focus on doing this. I mean, a normal year, you might be touring or maybe recording or what, whatever other projects you have. But now that you're hunkered down, you could really focus on this. And you're, uh, you formed, you mentioned it, the label is Kitten Robot Records. Yes, yes. And that's you. And, uh, that's Well, it's me and it's, uh, I've, I have uh, some various partners. Uh, um, um, Paul Rossler from the Screamers is, uh, is my partner in it. And Bruce Duff, who um, was at Triple X for years and years. And <clears throat> just some really great uh, individuals. It's a whole networking team of, uh, you know, wonderful talented people i mean i think it's the best group i've ever had around me oh and that's good yeah well yeah. it makes all the difference uh you know that they have your back and that they're good at their jobs and that they are once again this the sanity uh, like comes into <laughs> <laughs> like they're sane it's like uh, amazing <laughs> with no major psychological problems i you know i would say right so um so, but just enough to be interesting. I'd and, also say that. And probably number one is they, they care about the music. They're not just in it for the money. You want to surround yourself with people that are in the Josie Cotton game. They, they, they love you and they love your music. And those are the people you want to work with. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, God, that's the truth. Uh, nothing worse than to be on a label and they don't get you and they don't like you and they, and they want you to go away or, you know, that's, that's not a great, uh, you know, cause people, artists, they want to be heard and they want to be loved. And it's kind of a sad like, <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. need, but um, uh, it, it really does help when people aren't faking it. Right. Uh, in, presence and and uh, and at first it was all Josie Cotton all the time which is a little embarrassing because I was the only one on the label and that um, we we uh, begun signing other uh, artists and that's been wonderful that's cool so, yeah so that's lovely and we get to um, you know do it based on uh, uh, well talent and and then bringing something to the table it's not like we're we're finding you know, raggedy, uh, you know, folk singers and I don't know, in, a, in the alley or something. It's like these are people who really have gotten a certain ex to the, a certain extent. They have their whole brand, for lack of a better word, and and, and all of the, um, you know, the skills that go along with that and in, in varying degrees. So that's that's lovely, too, to be able to help other people. You know, when your first album came out, you were 26 years old. So w with age and maturity comes wisdom. Like back then, you might not have even realized if the label was just giving you lip service because you were probably just so excited to to have a record deal at that time. Well, by the time I had a record out, I had already mm -hmm. had three different label deals. So it was not like brand new. Gotcha. Fluffy, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> morning, uh, you know, it was wonderful. I had already been uh, through the ringer by the time my first album came out. And uh, so I, I wasn't uh, under any illusion of what it was going to be. So 1982 convertible music, which now you can get, it's back. Well, what's so funny is that record, they they went out of print, the, the um like a lot in the 80s yeah you know, 1986 they stopped making it 
and they never put it on CD, which was which was so insane to me. Like, how am I supposed to pay you back all the money you say I owe if you never put it out on CD and right. you don't make records anymore? And, and uh, so that was a mystery. Uh, but now I got the rights back uh, to the, those records from Electra, which is what all artists from the 80s uh, have the right to do. Yeah. Um, and it was an accident I found out. They're not, it's not like they're telling you, notifying you of your right. There's a time, there's a time limit, a window. And I was able to, you know, crawl through the window. And it's an amazing feeling to have the rights to your, your original material. It's, it's just incredible. So do you actually, do you own the masters or how's yes. this work? You do own the masters. And what's the process for, for people who aren't in the record business and aren't in the know, what is the process for taking, uh, getting your music back after the, after, you know, this much time. Well, essentially it's just, uh, some paperwork, um, uh, in the mail uh, on the, you know, on your computer. It's, uh, it was a situation where they had either lost or, or, uh, you know, destroyed or, uh, somehow misplaced my masters. So mm -hmm. they didn't exist, but what I, um, I got the rights to was the, the digital, you know, the, the rights to make it into other, another product. Okay. You know, like, so it's, it's all digital domain. And then I, I can make, which I did, I made remastered in the original album, both of them. And, um, and then we put it on CD because it was never done. And, and, uh, you know, all of that. And uh, people just really seem so excited. And uh, it, was, it was kind of great. It is fun. It's fun when these albums that you remember um, from your youth come back around and you're able to get them. Because, you know, for, for so many years, you talk about these records and people are like, I don't, need, I don't know who that is. I don't know what you're talking about. And it, that's, that's not cool. So I'm glad that we have the records again. <laughs> Thank you. So... Let's talk about the first record. Uh, again, you said released on Electra Records. Now, when you made the first record, did the label did the label leave you alone? How how hands on were they, or did were did they just like what you did, and so they were willing to let you go and just record? Well, um, they trusted us to a certain extent because we'd already had this kind of a mega uh, explosion with Johnny Are You Queer? Uh, it was a single we came out on Bomb first. So uh, they did trust my producers to um, to go in and um, without much supervision. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, that was good. You know, there was technical difficulties in the middle of it. Took a lot longer than we thought. And so it, be it became uh, just a kind of tense towards the end there. Right. And the machines were doing odd things. You know, I, I think it was one of my favorite records. Uh, for it's a great one. Now, are you are you tired of talking about Johnny? Are you queer?
I, because well, I, could, I, I would think that it could get exhausting if that's because mm-hmm. everyone's going to ask you about that. You sure. have you have to play it at every show. It's just yeah. it's just kind of part of you. But um, are you, be honest. Are you sick of talking about it? Well, it depends on the kind of questions I'm asked. Right. Uh, uh, sometimes people ask me questions that I think about it in a totally new way. It's it's actually there's a lot of different layers to that record and that time mm-hmm. and what and what happened and the political you know, ramifications of, of the song and and what happened to me and my story and so um, you know there's well when someone asked me. Was Johnny a queer controversial <laughs> to me? I mean, to me, that's like astounding that someone wouldn't consider that, you know. Uh, but then, the, you know, then not everyone was around that time. Not everyone was listening to the radio. So, right. so I, I, I just go with it now. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> I kind of feel that it might be more controversial today if you released it. You yeah. know, you know what I'm saying? Because queer means. People embrace the word queer now. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm the father of, of uh, a gay college student, and it's a, you know, it's different now. It, and back then, some sometimes that word could have been derogatory, but yeah, it, it wasn't. Know, but in the way that you meant it in the song, it was not derogatory. No, I just, I just want to point that out. Yeah, and um, and what was so interesting was somebody asked me um, uh, on, on Sirius Radio. Um, they they said, well, it, it would have been so much easier to put it out now than back then. And I I really I, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I think that if that song hadn't if that word had, hadn't been defanged or whatever you want to call it or right. made, you know, uh, safe to, for people to use and not use it in a hateful way and just to have it be a source of fun and humor and uh, and uh you know, that with with that kind of a message, I think uh, if someone came up now with that word and had not been gone through the, you know, the trials of hell that right. I went through over it, I think there'd be some political correctness yep. going on. I, I believe I so, too. Think, I don't think someone would. Um, you're the first person who's agreed with me on, on that, too. Uh, uh, I think it would just be big trouble uh, uh, with, uh, you know, all kinds of people. Yeah. And, so, um, yeah, that's, that's a good, you know, point. I also, uh, it makes me mad when people will refer to this as a novelty song. I think that I feel like that's diminishing, uh, the pop rock credibility of mm-hmm. this fun song. I, I really, I'm sure you might feel the same way. Um, it's not a yeah. novelty song. It's not the streak. It's not something frivolous. It's, uh, no. No, it's, it's more it, than uh, that. It was it was more than that. It, w- it was um, um, something I refer to as uh, an atom bomb. <laughs> you know, like right. it, it really had a huge reverberation. And um, there was some um, people who didn't have any idea there was controversy. And those are the, the people who who loved the idea of that, you know, that word being brought into you know, their vernacular and, and, um, and, uh, it was, it, there was a comedy element that made that word. Okay. And, yes. and um, it, you know, in the song, because the girl was so naive, she had no idea, you know? Right. Uh, so, um, 
But uh, the way you know it wasn't a novelty song was was the way the world reacted to it. I, I mean, it was banned in Amsterdam. Novelty songs, you know, about no. bikinis, right. <laughs> polka dot bikinis. Um, you know, it's it, it wasn't that. I, I was I was uh, attacked by you know the religious right. The um, the televangelical community said I was actually a man trying to you know get people to be homosexuals and I they had me at half speed on the television I I, I saw it with my own eyes and and uh, I always tell people I I sounded just like Brian Wilson like at half speed and and they're screaming and crying you know like uh, I'm just so that once that's another sign that it's not a novelty sign I, I was you know banned by the Catholic Church and you know banned in Amsterdam and uh, and even some of the gay community in, in on the East Coast uh, had a um, had an issue with it and I, I understand uh, I didn't at the time but looking back I, I, I do think it was right around when AIDS came out yeah. and and there there probably was some sensitivity um, regarding who is this girl, you know, coming out. But the schizophrenic nature of it was that on the West Coast, it was, it was, uh, it was a, a, a song for the masses to like be cheering. It was, um, it was, it was embraced. And I had so many gay men come up and tell me over the years that that was the song that made them know it was okay to be gay and thanking me. So, uh, you know, crying and thanking me and, and all these stories of the first time they heard the song. I mean, it uh, really was, uh, you know, quite a, a voyage to go through that song. Well, it's all worth it then when you have uh, that faction of people that will come up to you and tell you how much it meant to them personally. Yes, it kind yes. It kind of wipes away any of the nonsense from uh, the religious right or, or whatever else was happening. It only takes one or two people to, uh, to make you feel better for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, I mean, the irony is, you know, when we were uh, shopping around trying to get a, a deal, um, uh, IRS records, they, they said, well, we want to sign her. This is when the IRS, you know, that was like, the, yeah, the go-go's and everything. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, if she'll drop that song, we want to sign her. That's shocking. And, and my producer said, who wrote the Pain Brothers, they wrote the song. And uh, uh, they said, well, it's up to you, which I thought that was pretty big of them. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I said, and I said, well, if I, dr- if, if I drop the song, then I'm really starting off uh, kind of prostituting myself from the beginning, you yep. know. And then I said, maybe I'll, I'll wait and prostitute myself later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't you, you, you can't start your career as a dishonest artist. You can't yeah. do that. And uh, yeah. Valley Girl had no problem putting it in the movie. Yeah, that and- was amazing that they they were that brave because there was corporate backlash at that point and um, uh, to me. And uh, so. Uh, th- I thought that was pretty brave of, of uh, Martha Coolidge to insert that uh, song. And at that point, uh, it, it was it, the word was, uh, you know, a neutral word. And, right. and I, I have to say, when I see all the ways it's used now and, and uh, in all kinds of ways and, and these kids, they just don't have any idea. You know, I, I actually took a bullet for that song. Right. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Well, it's, I, I, well, it's LGBTQ. Yeah. So there it is. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. So um, anyway, so that I mean, that's I'm the Johnny, are you queer girl? I'll, I will always be that. So that's fine. Well, okay you're well, that's that's our starting point. But then you're much more than that, Josie. First album. It's a great album. Uh, does Prescott Niles, does he play on the first album? No, I I hadn't met Prescott at, at that. Point. OK, but he he was uh, in your in some of your touring bands. Oh, yeah, he was. And he was all over the second record. OK. Yeah, yeah, he's been on the show, and that's why I ask. Cause uh, I love his playing, and uh, and he's fun. So oh, he's he's the best bass player. My gosh, he's amazing. The knack was on a break, so you could uh, you could have him for a while. Yeah, yeah, I borrowed him uh, from the knack. <laughs> <laughs> so three songs on the Valley Girl soundtrack: Johnny, Are You Queer? He Could Be the One, and School's In. That's great. Right. movie you in the band and I, was, I was in the movie and 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 they'd asked for a song that i had written systematic way and i went oh no uh i've learned since but you know oh no a school is in is perfect for valley girl you know don't use my song that i wrote and I, you know <laughs> use this song so that was always been a point of you know yes because uh, if you if you I get wrote. a song that you wrote on a soundtrack that yeah. uh, that's money yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you, you know better now. Yeah, I do. So Electra was okay with releasing Johnny or your queer as a single also. Uh, they, um, well, they, I mean, it, it's, it's a mixed bag, you know, they, they, they did it first and then they, they got cold feet. They basically, um, they basically pulled it from, um, uh, from radio, it, it got okay, but when I, by the time I got there, it had been okayed for AM radio. Okay. If there, if there was a beep for the word queer. Wow. All and right. uh, but it was going to be all over AM radio, and they pulled it. They decided not to go with it, and uh, I think they regretted signing me and 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 having anything to do with the song because there was all this corporate, you know, reaction and whatnot. All right. Well, let's move on from that. We got it all out of the way up top. Let's talk about the other albums and the other music. I'd like to talk about you. Uh, you were born in Texas. Dal- are you from Dallas? Yeah, I'm from I'm from Dallas. Yeah. And when did you come to L.A.? What age? Uh, I was like, uh, you know, like 20 something, you know, just young. And just uh, you came here for music. If to music for music, yeah, yeah, to be a songwriter. Uh, and any uh, any musical people in your family? 
None. So, nope. I, but my, my, uh, the guy I thought was my father was a ballet dancer. I grew up in a ballet studio, a lot of artists around me. So, okay. so there was that influence for sure. So were you, were you, uh, was your mom open to you pursuing music as a career? Uh, yeah, yeah. She, there was no problem with that. She thought it was cute, you know? Yeah. Cause sometimes there is though, you know what I mean? Like parents, yeah. no, I want you to be a doctor right. or a lawyer. Yeah. And it's, uh, no. yeah, that was fine. <laughs> it was, it was okay. She was just, she was happy. I found something I loved and, uh, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, look, if you don't have a, su- your supportive parents, uh, it's tougher. So that's good that uh, you yeah, had that support. Cotton is not your real last name, correct? Well, n- no. Um, Josie Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you change it? I think Josie Jones sounds pretty cool too. I like that too, and I almost used it um, um, when I when I was uh, uh, you know when I first met my producers, the Payne Brothers, and I said, and my mom had gotten married like six times. I had so many fathers and so many names, and uh, I, and they said, well, what name do you want to use? And I said, well, I want to use the name I was born with, Josie Jones. <laughs> I've never gotten to use it because she was just going through you know, husbands. And, um, and so there's, well, that would be nice, but we're already, we already are producing someone named John Jones. Ah, okay. And, uh, so you can't use your name. And so he, he, it was just, you know, going through the list of you know, companies my, you know, family had and whatnot. And it was a combination of things that he came up with that one. I, I actually have a cousin whose name is Melissa Cotton Josie. So it's a family name. All right. Well, that's good. Cool. Yeah. I was just curious. I was just curious. Um, so when you get to LA, what do you, what do you start doing first? Are you, how, how did you get into the business? Were there clubs that yeah, you could just was, go to and get time and perform? Well, I was, uh, I was kind of more interested in, in being a songwriter. And so I had my tapes, I had made demo tapes and, um, uh, was uh, going around to record companies and making more demo tapes and writing. I really wasn't performing out here, um, but I, I, I ran into um, one of the Payne brothers in, um, in, in a bank and uh, we became friends and, um, and then found out that they had, you know, a, a studio and they were songwriters, he and his brother. So, I mean, mine was just basically uh that you know in, in running into someone at the at the you know, set to hollywood sunset and vine you know just ridiculous hollywood story but um that was it you know um uh i just you know was kicked out of all kinds of record companies <laughs> <laughs> that's such a ra- that's that's such a holly you're right that's such a hollywood story just a random meeting at a bank like uh you know yeah. there is a bit of luck and coincidence yeah. in the entertainment business for sure well, it, there better be. I mean, that that's one of the <laughs> elements that uh, it's the it's the one you can't really plan for. A little bit of uh, you know synchronicity or whatever you want to call it. Now, as far as your music goes, I don't like to pigeonhole music, but what what would you call it? I mean, calling it girl pop kind of seems dismissive to me. So, you what, mean the, thir- the first two records? Yes, I would say it's uh, new wave. Um, uh, pop all right mm-hmm. yeah you're definitely in that uh in that realm with those two records when you were touring back then who were some of the bands that you were opening for um well i um 
We didn't do a whole lot of touring, uh, but I did open up for ABC um, in uh, when I was in New York, and um, and uh, and then um, uh, I, uh, I I did a few, you know, like festivals where mm-hmm. Missing Persons was playing in Berlin and and uh, in those kind of bands. That's my and oh, and Sparks. I played a lot of shows with Sparks. This all makes sense. And, these uh, that th- these are all good shows. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You just no, you, and, oh, and the Stray, and Stray Cats and Oingo Boingo. I also did some shows with them. So perfect. That was fun. You, I believe, uh, just in. Uh, I guess some of the last shows that happened out here in LA, you and you and missing persons performed together out here. Yes. Yeah, we did. Uh huh. And, um, and the girl from Bow Wow, Bow Wow, Wow, wow yeah. if I could say it. And uh, it was going to be ladies from the eighties in, in San Francisco, which I was excited about. It was a real rock club and um, not a huge venue, which, which I like, um, you know, a few hundred people, but um yeah, so there was all kinds of touring set up for this year. I'm, I'm, I'm not alone in that, but it was it was hard for all my musician friends, you know, to be you know grounded right as things are going. Yeah, you know, we have to keep to- our fingers crossed for 2021 that you guys get to get back out there. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about the second album, 1984, from the hip. Yeah. Kicks off with a great song, Jimmy Loves Marianne. I love it so much. Yeah. Such no, a cool a tune. Was the uh, was the label? Were they still like pushing Josie Cotton music for the second album? Because this one really seems like it just uh, I don't know got lost. It did get lost. Um, I think they um, they had uh, you know uh, were having you know issues. I don't know what happened, but um, the 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 record uh, the that's that song actually charted. Um, and um, did quite well, but um, they they were on a firing spree, and uh, you know they fired their CEO, and and um, they fired my producers, and and uh, Roy Thomas Baker came in and finished the record, and uh, and uh, he was also the CEO, <laughs> it was, uh, but he. Um, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, that was not, you know, like that wasn't my favorite experience uh, in recording and, and uh, th- things were just kind of, you know, the, they were falling apart. I would say on the first record, things were, you know, exploding, you know, into this beautiful uh, kind of dream. And then that was when the dream was kind of <laughs> like fading away. That's so sad. I mean, that's, that's such a, and up and then down so quickly. And from an, as an outsider, when I look back, 
you know, 83, 84, that's when Madonna and Cindy Lauper were breaking big. And I would think that Electra yeah. Records would say, oh, well, we have that right here with Josie Cotton. She's our yeah. mm-hmm. version of that. If I, if I, if I can, um, and again, I said, I didn't like to pigeonhole and there I'm doing it, but you know what I mean? I, they could have, yeah. I mean, look, you were, uh, you were easy on the eyes and the music was great. Uh, I feel they dropped the ball, not, and I'm sure you feel that too, not, yeah. you know, pushing you in a big way. It, it just, um, it just yeah, doesn't it make sense. sense. Yeah. It I does know. not make sense. That's what I said. But, uh, you know, so I, uh, <laughs> I left, I mean, I, you know, I, I got out of there and then, uh, went on this whole other musical journey, you know, of, uh, other, so anything that was, didn't remind me of Josie Cotton. <laughs> just, you, you just know. wanted to put that behind you. I want to mention though, there's, uh, there's the song on, uh, from the hip that another song I like is Gina. And the guitar has a very Western uh, country yeah. music feel to it because that's that's kind of in your DNA, too, from being from right. from Dallas, because a lot of the music does have like a like a country Western poppy yeah. fusion to it, which totally. is cool. Yeah, that you, was the Payne Brothers. Um, you know, they uh, they had that element of that the Western guitar, which I always loved. Um and uh, yeah, that that was uh, I'm still using that. Uh, that's something that's continued. <laughs> yes, yes, it has, and we'll talk about that. Um, so in 1986, you do record another album, though. Everything is oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't released at the time. Yeah, I um, I was recording it. I'd already been dropped by Electra, and um, so I I decided just to. Uh, but I had all these songs, and and we were. Uh, you know, wanting to go ahead. So we just, uh, just recorded a record and then, um, and then they, they started hearing that I was recording or, uh, my old management and, and, uh, various people, um, in the industry. And that, that kind of terrified me a bit. I just, I had so it was like, anytime I thought of the music business, it was like someone was like, I don't know, like, stepping on my i don't know my solar plexus or something it was like <gasps> i couldn't i i really would just feel sick to my stomach i don't know i mean this was my experience i'm sorry to be dragging you no down. no it's good it's good because i i think it's good to hear these stories because you you achieve your goal of becoming a recording artist you get yeah. signed by a major label you get two albums out and then you're dropped and now you're recording just because that's what you do and people hear that you're recording and that starts to worry you. And now, now you're feeling anxious about doing 
what you, your, your life's work, your love. Yeah. And that's a, that's a terrible feeling. Well, in, you know, um, yeah, just to be on a label and not have anybody in your corner. Cause I had always had a production team and my band and, and it was, it was just terrifying to me. And uh, it didn't sound fun or uh, something that would bring me, um, you know, the thing that was so shocking to me was how, um, how really they really didn't know what they were doing a lot of the times. And, and it, the, 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 I, I know I always kept saying, uh, can't Coca-Cola manage me because they seem to get, <laughs> they know how to keep <laughs> the drinks in the stores. And they, like, why is this so hard with, with these people? They're supposed to be professionals. I just never understood, you know, how that, um, how that worked, but um, it just seemed the competence level was, was, was not as high as you would think. Just um, think of all the great artists that are out there that never even were able to get to the level that you did oh, because yeah. they didn't, they didn't have, you know, the correct backing and the correct management and the correct people in yeah. their corner. I mean, it's really, it's sad. It's, it's unbelievable. It's sad. It's sad. And I, some of the most talented people I ever met never, never got a record deal, but there's always some weird, like, element there's maybe an odd manager mm -hmm. or the or the person had some personality quirk there's always something odd but but the, the stuff that ne people never heard I, I mean it's it's from it's remarkable the the talent that yeah. got wasted you know from that time it also works the opposite way a mediocre artist can have amazing backing and be a yes. superstar and you're just like well how did that happen yeah, that, I could never put that together. I was confused a lot. I, <laughs> I was like, "You're confused," and you were in it, and you're confused. So imagine how an outsider yeah. like me uh, looks upon your career and feels. So great songs on uh, everything is oh yeah. You finally got to release it in 2019, so yeah. we can finally hear it. The title track is amazing. I love the song Boulevard. That might be my favorite. Oh, thank you. I thought all these tapes were lost. And um, uh, so when I, we found them in just bizarre places, a garage and rafters and, you know, and uh, I'd saved them from a fire and, and all kinds of like stories connected to those two inch gigantic master tapes. They don't, they don't even make anymore. But, um, and we were listening to it. I still, it, it still made me feel weird to hear those, that, that record. It reminded me it was this some kind of DNA reaction. And I, and I heard that song Boulevard. I was sitting there and going, Oh wow, that 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 made me emotional. That was because we yeah. that was a, such a heartfelt song for me. Um, 
So that was like, wow. And then when I heard the duet, when Brian Setzer did uh, uh, the night before, and, uh, you know, and that was like, wow, people need to hear this. This is really good. That's this a is cover of the Beatles song. Yeah. Which, yeah, which is, uh, it sounds like a terrible idea, but I, I think it turned out really, really good. <laughs> well, that's the thing about music. You said you listen to this, uh, listen to this, and it still kind of makes you feel, mm. but uh, that's the beauty of music. It can, it can either take you back to a great time in your life, or it can take you back yeah. to a miserable time. And no matter how many times you listen to that song, it's going to make you feel that way. Absolutely. I'm glad that, I'm glad that album finally got released. You. So now there's a lot of time now between, you know, from the hip and until you release new music, mm-hmm. what does it, what do you, what does Josie Cotton do during that period? I mean, to keep a, like, did you, did you earn enough money from the, the touring and the first two records to support yourself or what, what did you have to do? Well, um, I had a, a recording studio okay. and, uh, uh, with uh, my boyfriend at the time was Gaza X and we had a, a recording studio and, and he was a wonderful producer. And I was, I continued to record right. <laughs> because I had a studio in my house. And um, so, uh, you know, I just kept writing and, and um, it just kind of kept going like that. And then there were people come in and uh, you know, we recorded all kinds of, you know, interesting artists and I liked being around it. And, right. And, uh, and, you know, that was it. But I'm, I'm very slow in my recording process. And uh, so it was, it's good. And I still have a studio um, out here. So I'm able to record, which is fantastic because I'm really extremely slow in the, in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> but do you love, when you are in there, do you love it? I love it. I, yeah, I'm a studio rat. I'm just, uh, I like when I like to hear the drums made. I liked every step of it. I like like completely uh, sitting right there on e- in every step of it, the mixing, the every every moment moment of it, I'm there, whether Paul wants me to or not, <laughs> I'm right there. So I guess the next recorded music then we hear from you is is until 1993, if I'm mm-hmm. correct. Uh, yeah. Frightened by Nightingales, right? Which was a finally available digitally just this past year, 2020. Right. Uh, but that was about as far away from Josie Cotton as I could get. Absolutely. When I listened to that, because uh, uh, I just listened to that recently for the first time. And um, it, uh, I mean, I, I liked it. My my favorite song, I think, is uh, In the World Tonight. I think that's a killer.
it's really yeah. nice, but it is, I really like it you did, um, I don't want to say abandoned the sound, but it's, it's, it's much different from the first two records, but as an yeah, artist, but as an artist, that's what you want. You want to grow. You don't want to do the same thing your whole entire life. Well, that was what was frustrating to, to be me. Um, I, I, my musical tastes were vast and, and just to, to be doing eighties music for all this time. And some people never stopped doing eighties music. Right. I would have lost my mind. They would have had to put me in an institution <laughs> so long ago, like screaming. <laughs> so I said, well, this is, I'm free. I can, I can, I have a studio. I, you know, I can experiment that this, that record was, was, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's like a... As a singer, it was such a challenging record to record. It was a totally different part of my voice. And I really, uh, I was free to do it because it, there weren't really very many, uh, not much of it had I written. And it was more about me really believing in the, the producer and writer, Bill Ray. He was such an incredible talent. And I thought, well, I, I don't think I can do this for myself yet but I can do this for him yeah. and I'll put my name on it and it'll help him. I really didn't, I didn't think of it as like a continuation of my career or anything. I just, you know, I just wanted to do music and I, and, and I didn't want to quite be Josie Cotton. And so I, I misspelled my name and uh, <laughs> it was just <laughs> ridiculous as if someone wouldn't know this, but um, so um yeah, so that was that, and but that I had so much fun doing that record. So that was absolute uh, freedom, you know. You yeah, you probably had more fun doing that record than you did the first two records. Uh yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then then no new music for thirteen years, two thousand six, and then well, we have for the public. I, I well I, yeah, I, you're I, still doing I, stuff, but we're not hearing yeah. it. But right. This movie disaster music. All these songs are written by you. Yeah. And that's the thing I want. I mean, actually, actually the, the song, the record I did next after, after, um, uh, Frightened by Nightingales was the, uh, the invasion of the B girls. That was, but I didn't put that out for a long time. Yes. Um, but, but the next one that came out, you're right. It was movie disaster music. Yeah. So I want to, I want to give you credit for writing all these songs too, because again, the sexism in the music business, I think a lot of times when there's a female singer, everyone thinks that someone else is writing those songs and you're just takes choosing songs. Uh, I don't know if you feel that way, but um, oh, yeah. yeah, but this album, this is all Josie Cotton and there's definitely a theme to this album. How would you describe it? Oh, there is. I, I don't know what that is. I, uh, I think it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of dark and, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, that's a, a lot of the musicians were, uh, uh, really messed up humans. I don't know. It was just, it's, it's a really, it's a, it's a, it's a journey. I don't know. What do you call it? What uh, is it? 
I don't know, but I can tell you that the song Beautiful But Deadly, it reminds me of like a James Bond theme song. Just another sad cliche You just as soon forget And it's more than you can take Upon your broken head Everything was too far gone Something deep inside Did you read that in my in my? I did uh, not. I did not. Because that was uh, that was at a time when it almost was used in the James as a really James oh song. yeah it that would so close it, it was like we were we were writing up the papers and then the the guy from um um I can't remember there's a really famous musician who came in and he decided to to do it and then they said well sorry we we can't use your song but. How perfect would that have been? That would have been perfect. And I swear to God that I did not read this anywhere. I'm a big James Bond fan. And anytime I hear songs that remind me of a James Bond theme, I'm like, oh, that just, that, that just grabs me. So beautiful, but deadly. Yeah. It's it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. I love that. I, I, I borrowed that, that title from a, um, from a newscast. There was some crazy, it was a woman, uh, uh, she was a criminal. She was a thief. She ban- robbed banks. She was in jail. She escaped. I can't remember her name, but they were doing this newscast. And they said, the beautiful but deadly, Bambi, blah, blah, blah. And I went, beautiful but deadly. Perfect. Oh, my God. That's just, yep. I'm taking that one. Take it. So good. So now you're telling me that the album that came out in 2007, Invasion of the B-Girls, that was actually recorded before yeah. movie Disaster Music. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is a really cool album also. This might be my favorite of your albums. I it's love just this album. So, it's so awesome. It's got this 60s vibe. And the, are the, now are these songs, they're from B-movies, right? Right. So yes. the, these are songs that are in, I mean, some people love B-movies and some people think B-movies are bad. So let's say these are, I, is it, uh, I, think, I think I did read this one. These are like great songs from bad movies. Is that a, is that a way well, to I mean, describe great, it? Great, put great in quotation marks yeah. and also, uh, you know, good in quotation marks. Yeah. Like what is bad and what is good? Exactly. I've, I've always loved science fiction and uh, exploitation movies and uh, uh, which sounds much worse than it is. But, um, and then I fell in love uh, later in life with uh, Russ Meyer and, uh, uh, you can safely call those exploitation. Yes, movies. for sure, for sure. But, um, you know, so um, I, you know, since I was a little girl, that was my escape, and um, I was just uh, was watching one of these movies uh, uh, where Mothra and Godzilla are saving the world, and they're the twins in the flower. Yes, you know? I know that movie well. <laughs> and it was this most beautiful song, and I just, I just remember. Th- sitting there and, and realizing that my most favorite thing in the world wasn't wasn't something was incredibly beautiful, you know, and, and sad and hilariously funny all at the same time. And I was like, 
what is that emotion? Is there a name for that? Because that is the most incredible thing. It was so absurd and so, so sad and so beautiful. And uh, I thought, I've got to do a, I've got to do a record of all B movie theme songs because that's my favorite thing in the world, that feeling. And so I, I ended up doing that song, and I, um, I, in in Japanese, I did it phonetically, and. Uh, it last year um the, my, my friend in tokyo he is a he's a dj and he says he said your diction is perfect how did you learn your <laughs> japanese diction i was reading it from a piece of paper like la nutachi kamacha like i had no idea but the the translation was so beautiful and um yeah so that that was the most the singular most fun i've ever had in a studio it was so ridiculously fun and from this story what i'm gathering is josie cotton wants to experience all the emotions all at one time that's what you like yes well there are some uh there's some great songs on here uh get off the road Yeah. Uh, girl have you seen in the movies? Have you seen I have movies? not seen these movies. I have not oh. seen these movies are not in my wheelhouse of what I enjoy. But Russ I Russ Meyer? You don't know yeah, Russ Meyer? I know, I know who Russ Meyer is. He always wants the girls with the big uh No, that was later. This was this was these are earlier? Was like, yes. What yes. one can you what one can you recommend uh, Faster to me? Pussycat Kill Kill. That's the one you would recommend as and, a starting and point. And, be, and beyond, uh, beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Those two movies are epic. These are, uh, these, was, these are, the, these are the films that Tarantino likes also. Uh, probably. Yeah. He should, but, um, yeah, the boob movies came later. Okay. Uh, that's what uh, I always think. I always, when I hear Russ Meyer, I think of the boob movies. It's, it's, I know, it's, but, uh, uh, faster pussycat kill kill is, is actually in the museum of modern art. It's, it is so well filmed and it is so ahead of its time. And the music is so incredible in both of those movies. Well, I'm going to say now I'm, I'm going to watch that movie. I'm going right. to, I'm going to start there. Uh, yeah. and who, who killed Teddy bear? I love that song. Now they run cold 
these songs yeah. are really cool. And it is good that you recorded these and get them out there so that people who aren't familiar with these films can at least use the music as a jumping off point. Well, yeah. So and bravo. It, it had to be like a, 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 a really kind of crazy movie. Uh, um, and then also had to have a, like a song that I, that I thought was, was really, uh, would be fun to sing. Right. You know, so I had to watch so many movies. <laughs> I went on a movie junket for like a, a long time. And I had the longest late charges in this one place that ever, <laughs> ever had. And, and uh, yeah, so. Some people listening won't even know what that means. A late yeah, charge on a, late on a video. Yeah. yeah. At a video store, Mondo video. That was. Oh, I remember that store. I remember that. So uh, what's a really horrible movie? Can you tell me a really horrible movie that has a great song? And he'd go, oh, well, try this one. You know, She Devils on Wheels. (laughs) It's a girl biker movie. When I first moved out here, I used to see uh, Johnny Ramone at a lot of those uh, places renting renting all the movies. Mm -hmm. And that was a big thrill for me to see Johnny Ramone rent a movie. What 2010, Pussycat Babylon. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Pussycat Babylon because that's the one that I don't own and that I don't know anything about. Oh, you haven't heard that one? I have not heard that one. Well, that's that's our next uh, re-release. Uh, that was where I went, uh, Electronica. Okay. And uh, that one was uh, pro- a lot of people, it's their favorite record I ever did. I wrote all the songs on this one too. And uh, yeah, I, I, I really, uh, I wish more people had heard that, but I had a few of the songs. Uh, they, they were dance remixes that got a huge amount of uh, action in Europe and mm-hmm. whatnot. And Tiesto did one of them, that famous, a huge DJ in, in Europe. So um, he got a number 12 on the, on the billboard dance chart. That's great. About. About ten years, so that was that. That was nice. And that one's but coming. That one's coming. That's one's coming out next. Yeah, there's a video for that for that um, uh, that record also. That's for "See the New Hong Kong" is is probably my favorite song on that record. I wake up with the TV on, fly away, see the new Hong Kong. Asian girl just slightly out of focus. And that's on YouTube. Can we see that on YouTube? Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, cool. Hong Kong. I'll try to pull a clip from that and insert it into this episode before it nice, drops. Nice. 2019, 19, Every Day Like Christmas.
you were you yeah. finally you finally write a Christmas song. Is that something that you had wanted to do for a long time? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so I how does that happen? Well, I had a song uh, that I wrote quite a while back, and my my publisher called me and she said, "I have a Christmas emergency." <laughs> Whatever, I never heard of that before. No. But apparently, it's a it's a thing she had anyway. And she said, "We need a Christmas song," and I'd always I'd always toyed around with changing the the lyrics in that particular song. Would have been a pretty um, Christmas song, I thought. Uh, just you know. Not that I wanted to, but, um, uh, you know, I was dying to do it. But when I put to the task, I, 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 I realized that I should have wanted to because it was really it was really lovely to be able to express something that wasn't corny and that uh, <clears throat> wasn't uh, too many cliches. Right. And um, that was heartfelt. And I, I think at a time the world could use a message like that. It's, you know, it's a good one. You, you nailed it. You did a good job. It's, it's hard to do an original Christmas song, but you did it. It, is. it really <laughs> is. All right. So 2020 release a single Ukrainian cowboy backed with cold war spy. Something's coming, but I don't know what look out the window. Someone's looking up. Same face from the restaurant. Yeah. So that's the newest of the new, right? That's the newest music that uh, people can go and download and purchase. Did you see that video of uh, the Ukrainian cowboy? I, I don't think I did see the video for Ukrainian oh, cowboy. Am I disappointing you every time you ask me something? I go, <laughs> no, I didn't see it. I'll go see it though. I will go watch it now, but I did not yeah. know. Ukrainian I did not. Ukrainian cowboy is like, it's pretty funny. I, I, I like humor and, and, and every, everything. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Well, yeah. If you, I think you, what's better? There's nothing better than laughing. There's nothing better than laughing. Well, you know, maybe one other thing. But. Okay. We know what it is. We know what it is. Um, if I were to ask you who are some of your musical influences, like when you were a kid growing up or younger, who did you look to? What vocalist did you like? And, and male and female, whoever it is. Yeah, I mean, I would. I was definitely influenced by uh, various female singers and and songwriters. I, uh, um, I mean, there's so many. I, um, you know, I, I mean, I'm a I'm a child of the uh, British invasion, so mm -hmm. that was always, you know, um, you, you know, songwriting wise. But in terms of just out and out singing. Uh, Dionne Warwick, Tammy Wynette, Lulu, um, 
um, you know, that, that type of, uh, de- you know, did I say Dusty Springfield already? Um, no, you did not. But th- this is, uh, okay. th- all of these make sense. Yeah. From what we oh, know Wanda about Jackson, Wanda Jackson, you know. Oh yeah. 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 Look, all, those all make sense. Uh, yeah. None of those surprise me when I think of the career that you have had. Those are right on point. Very good then. I'm doing all right. I just want to say, Josie, you have been delightful to chat with today. And I thank you so much for giving me this time. This was fantastic. Well, thank you. This was fun. Now, I always ask, uh, I always do a play out song at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. So, well, let's do some promoting first. First of all, josiecotton.com is where we can find everything about you, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, Absolutely. I, and you have a Twitter account, but it doesn't seem like you're active on Twitter at all. Well, you know, people, I can't get it, make it go away. Someone said, oh, you know, about 10 years ago, well, you got to open a Twitter account. And I was on there one time and I didn't like it. And then I tried to get off of there and... They won't let me cancel it. <laughs> it's just why so it's I have just there. Message and it's just there and uh, they will not remove it. But I am, I'm on, I am pretty active uh, on Instagram and um, Josie Cotton official and Facebook. I'm, I'm okay. reachable. Cool, know? cool, cool. And I'm working on a new record right now. Uh, so let me excited. I just had Clem Burt play drums on a couple of songs uh, for this new record. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's fun. Oh, so we can look for that this year or 2022 oh, yeah, or yeah. oh no no in the spring I'm, okay. I'm we're over halfway through with that so all right so my final question is we always end the episode with a play out song so if you could choose okay. one one of your songs i know that's difficult because people always say all their songs are their babies what song would you like me to play out with today um i would say uh Ukrainian cowboy is All right. is is a, is pretty uh, it's pretty uh, current enough from last year and uh, it it's a really sad song but it's also really funny <laughs> it's like <laughs> theme mus- musically there's just it has all that element in it Excellent. and we did the video like a B movie like a kind of Stalin meets uh, Tammy Wynette in the desert kind of a thing but well, well that sounds that sounds uh, eclectic to say the least. Uh, yeah. Josie Cotton, thank you again for being on the show. You can follow us at Rock Solid Show on Twitter, and you can go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all the episodes and everything about the show. And now I would like everyone to enjoy the song by Josie Cotton. Here is Ukrainian Cowboy.
I like to be able to see the person's face I'm talking to because yes. so I know if uh, if my line of questioning is pleasing them or not pleasing them too. And that's, you can really get that from, from looking at each other. Right, so all the nuances and, and exactly. you're very good to look at yourself. So. Oh, well, thank you so much.